What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to Just Talking with Steph Iliff. I am so excited for this podcast and to be bringing it to you every single week to be just talking about all the things that life has to offer us, right? I'm hoping that I can bring you some insights, some laughter, some amazing interviews with some awesome powerhouses who have let go of fear, who have totally stepped into themselves, who are living their best life so you can learn from them. I want to be talking to you every single week as well about different things that are going on in my life as a self-love coach, as a mom, as a woman, as someone who is dating and like the whole dating scene and how it's so important that we date with self-love so we don't ruin our own self-love, how to create, you know, amazing habits that truly stick with you for a lifetime so you become your best self, so you can become your inner powerhouse and how to just let go of fear and fully step into you. So every week I'm going to be bringing you different topics that align with that, different interviews with different amazing people. And we're just going to be talking about it and having the best time. So thank you so much for joining in to Just Talking with Steph Island. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm here with this beautiful mama, little entrepreneur, and she's just like the cutest wife and everything too. And this is Devin, and she's just beautiful and so amazing. And I'm so glad that our paths have crossed and that like the universe has brought us together and Amen. yeah, like you've just been such a blessing in my life. So thank you so much for being you and for just knowing who you are. Um, I'm super excited for today and Devin is excited and also a little bit nervous for today, but it's going to be so great. Um, and thank you for trusting me to allow to be in this moment with you. Like, thank you so much for that. I just appreciate thank you that for you being that person. Absolutely. I appreciate you when I see you. Oh, I see you. <laughs> um, and today is just going to be really awesome. Um, and before we get started, I just want to say something that I say before anytime I ever talk or do anything. And it's just this little saying that I came up with. And I think it's so important for today's message too. But it's just that um, whatever's supposed to happen today, let it happen. Whatever someone's supposed to hear, let them hear it. Whatever someone's supposed to feel, let them feel it. Whatever light we're supposed to be today, let us be that light. Um, and just let today happen as it's supposed to happen. And thank you for using us to be your light, like to your higher power. That's what I like to say it too. So today's message is going to be kind of about how we get stuck in living with a certain lie that we have told ourselves for years and years and years. And we might not ever know that we're living in a lie until we start to ask why. Um, and Devin, I'd love if you could just kind of tell us your story about when you started to ask why, how it started to help you see, oh man, maybe I've been living this lie. And just, I, I, the story is so amazing to me because it's so true for so many people in so many ways and not in the same realm or the same intensity that yours is in. But <laughs> definitely, uh, um, yeah, this story is like, you're gonna be like, why is this not, am I watching a TV show right now? It's like very deep. Yeah. So, you know, before we get into this, this is going to be a Deep ass talk. So deep. It's like a <laughs> lifetime movie, but that lifetime even couldn't have made this shit up. And that's how deep, that's how you know it's real is when you're like, no, no someone could, there's no way someone could have made this shit up. <laughs> and it's just that. So let's give a background a little bit to our audience today. If we could just talk a little bit about what you used to think up until just recently, a couple weeks ago, what your life was and like who you were. Yeah. So my name is Devin. Um, it all really just, just started with my parents' divorce. And uh, my parents got divorced when I was three years old. And um, their divorce and separation and custody trial and all that was not very uh, the norm, <laughs> I guess you could say. Right. Um, it was very traumatic for me. 
And I always had this little girl telling me for years, like since I was, I don't know, three years old, that if I could get out of this situation, that I'm going to stand for women that are in a situation that's similar or stand for women that need to see strength. And I never really understood what that voice was inside of me up until recently. And so just to back up a little bit, my mom and dad got divorced and um, I was staying with my dad for uh, just like visitation. And <laughs> every time I would go back to my mom's house, there would be signs of molestation. And so my mom began to question what the hell was going on. Um, she was asking her friends, like, what do I do? I don't wanna like convict this guy of something if something's not really happening, but I'm worried about my daughter. And so she decided to take me to a doctor and the doctor had no other choice but to call CPS and report my dad for molestation. Um, so this went on from three, to seven years old. So it went on for four years. Um, there were so many different hospital visits, CPS visits. So many times my vagina was getting swabbed um, and there was never any DNA, um, but there was countless, countless hospital visits of uh, pairs inside of my vagina and my rectum. And what is crazy is that I didn't remember any of this until recently. And so since there was no DNA evidence, the court awarded my dad custody because they just thought my mom was fucking crazy for trying to convince my, or trying to convict my dad of rape, but there was no DNA. Um, <laughs> And so as a kid, when you're going through this, what, from what memories you can remember, do you, did you recall any of this? Did you remember, like, what were you as a child through this? Like, what was your, what was going on for you at this time from three to seven? So I was back and forth with my mom and my dad. Um, I was sometimes taken away from my dad and I only had like supervised visits with like a wall in between us where CPS like had to watch the visitation. And there was times I was with my dad and there were times I was with my mom and there was sometimes I was with my granny and I was just literally all over the place. Um, and I had no memory of my childhood, like no memory. The only memories I had were court trials, uh, hospital visits, CPS visits. Like it's like everything had been this huge ass blur and mystery my whole entire life. Um, and none of it actually made sense to me. And I didn't actually realize how damaged my brain was from trauma up until recently. Um, I just thought that that's just the way it's gonna be for me. I'm just gonna have to only have memories of this really traumatic shit. Um, and when I came to this awareness, it was like, those weren't even the hard times. Those weren't even the traumatic moments. The traumatic moments were blocking out my brain and my memory from what actually did happen. Um, <laughs> so
So for those of you guys listening, this is Devin's first time ever talking about this, this circumstance and ever really questioning or finding out more information about like, okay, what really did happen to me as a kid? What, what went on with this? And through us talking about it, it brought up this whole other thing for her. And so then you started talking to your mom. So talk about that. Right. Maybe talk about how you hadn't talked to your mom before up until this point about this. Right. So after the divorce and everything and my dad got custody of me, um, my dad was very, very aggressive, very manipulative. Um, he was a really, really bad liar. Um, but he always taught me to cover up his lies. And so that's like kind of what I was conditioned to do my entire life. Um, and I was writing out my story and I was just like, as a parent now I'm aware of like, holy fuck, like this was bad. Like this was so bad. And, and how old's your daughter? She's three. She just turned three. And do you feel like having a daughter and then having her just turn three and like the same stuff I did, do you feel like that sparked anything of this? Yeah, definitely. Um, and even therapists have said like, you know, when she becomes a mom, maybe these memories might come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was going into the conversation, okay, because I've always had this vision for myself that if I was going to get myself out of this situation that was happening to me, I was going to stand up for women and I was going to talk about it. And it didn't come full circle to me until I decided, okay, I'm going to like tell my story because this is my calling. This is what I need to do. I've never felt something so strongly in my entire life. Um, I set out on a mission to listen to my intuition, which I think is so important. Um, and so I set out on this mission to fully listen to me and do what I was meant to do. So part of that was speaking about my past. And so I knew that I was going to have to talk to my mom. Um, and those of you that are not, or that don't know who I am, my dad is now deceased. Um, so this just makes sense to you. Um, so I needed to talk to my mom about what happened when I was a kid. I was under the impression, my, under the impression my entire life, this is the lies that my dad fed me that my mom was a psychopath, a bitch, someone that was just trying to hurt him and hurt me. When in reality, all she was trying to do was protect me, but it didn't make sense until I reached out to her. And actually I was going into the conversation to let my mom know that she was probably going to have to experience some pain sometime soon because I was going to come out. I was going to tell my story and I was right. My story was right. My ego was telling me, well, you and you've, that's one story you've known your whole life too, right? So that was a story that you believed. From right. I was so caught up in this lie that I believed it like with my whole entire being that she fucked up my life, that she did this to me because that is what I had been fed since I was three years old up until my dad died when I was 16 years old. So I lived under this lie. And so when I was asking my mom questions and tell like I needed to hear her story that way I could tell my story. Um, When she started talking and telling me all these memories started flashing back And when she was talking as a mom, I knew she was telling the truth. Like I just felt so connected to her and I knew that she wasn't fucking lying. Just like the lie I had been living in my entire life. Like I had this gut feeling my entire life that she was telling the truth, but time had passed for so long and I was under my dad's care for 13 years. When you had been getting fed this information from your dad consistently. And also part of the story too is that, 
your dad was abusive with you this whole time. So while it might not have been sexual the whole time, your dad continued to be like, this is what you know is about your mom. This is that. And was just verbally abusive with Extremely you. Extremely very And would scare you into things. And so it was, so you had, you never up until now felt okay to ever question it. And I think that's important for our audience to understand too, is that when you're under the rule of someone who is a narcissist, someone who's manipulative, someone who is literally taking every power from you and every control from you, they, that is a disease in your mind that we aren't even aware of until we're so far from it that it, you're in a space where you can start to question it and start to see it differently. And I think that's important because you've done so much inner work and so much growth that it got you to be able to be in a spot where like, like, oh yeah, I feel, I, and for you it was, I feel free enough to tell this story about being abused by my dad or whatever, whatever may have happened to my mom and like this and all this, right? So I think that's so important for our audience to understand too. It's like, yeah. for, like, feel like, why didn't you question? Because in your head, that's all you know. That's all that's true to you, right? Right. But deep down inside, I always knew something was wrong. And I always had this like gut feeling that something was lying inside of me. Right. And I always felt that, but I was so deep into a manipulative relationship with right. my dad. I would just fall back into that. And I would fall back into that. And I'd fall back into that. And even after he passed, he passed when I was 16 year old, 16 years old. Up until like two weeks ago, I've been having nightmares of my dad dying and showing up in my dreams and blaming his death on me and holding me responsible and making me feel like a piece of shit because my dad died, but it wasn't my fault. Right. It wasn't my fault, but he always put some form of responsibility on me. That was never my fault. Right. And so that's the lie I lived my entire freaking life for 23 years of my life. I lived this fucking lie that I had, I just didn't know. I wasn't aware. And so, uh, it, it just took listening to my mom and seeking out the actual truth of my life. Um, when she was telling me that she was manipulated, I had no empathy before this for right. her. I never thought, you know, well, maybe she went through what I went through because I've been fed the lie right. that, you know, my dad's the hero, that right. he's the one that's your mom's this crazy person. Right. All these things. And so when she started talking about it, she went through the same shit I went through. She was manipulated too. Right, right. And it was like this sense of freedom. It was like, holy fuck. It's not just me. It's not and then you just were more connected with her. Cause you're like, wow, we've both experienced the same thing from the same person and you understand now. And it's like, I love that you said you saw empathy for your mom for the first time with that too, because before you had seen her as such this like evil person. And now you're like, wait, you can see the world differently because you decided to look at you differently though too. It's like right. craziness. Right. And I didn't actually understand. I didn't even know that I was living in a lie until I talked to my mom, right. which is crazy because I've always held standards for myself. And I always had told myself, I don't want to be a liar like my dad. I don't want to fall into the traps like my dad. And just a reference, my dad died when I was 16 of a drug overdose. And so I was very, very cautious of my actions and I never wanted to be that parent. I never wanted to be that person, but I was still trapped in this lie. And I didn't understand until I needed to tell my story. You know, I needed right. to know my actual truth. Right. And it's so crazy how it's come full circle because I thought I was going to tell the story saying my mom fucked it up. Right. And that was literally what was going to happen. So we were literally going to do this, what we're doing today, but it was going to be a, such a different message. And then asking why. Right changed the whole story and changing your life right and so going back to talk to your mom to make amends and be like hey like this is just what i have to do for myself and then listening to her gut listening to what's really true what's real brought out an entire different life completely literally a whole different 
life. Like it, it, it I'm still shocked by it. Like I'm right. like, what, what, what? Like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, let me read this. Yeah, I'm like, okay, tell me, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so you ask your mom why, and then what does your mom explain to you? What does your mom tell you? And why at this time are you open to receive what she tells you? And your granny. I think that's also important. Right. So I was actually going into the conversation with a huge ass ego. And I think it's important to point this out is that if you have an ego, ego is poorly related to lying. And um, it's our inner child. It's our little temper tantrum. Yep. It's, it's a lie. And so <laughs> I was going into this with this huge ego that I had been taught by my dad. Um, and it just all came crumbling down. It's like I hit a freaking brick wall. Like everything she was saying, all these thoughts and memories started popping up in my brain. I'm like, that fucking happened. That fucking happened. I remember that. I remember that. She is not lying. And for the first time in my life, I feel like this is freedom. This is me actually seeking out my truth. And I think a lot of us will go throughout our entire life on autopilot and not questioning things and suppressing ourselves and distracting ourselves not allowing these memories to pop up never questioning why never asking and and a lot of times it's because we don't want to have to question our parents to be honest this happens often but it's more and not not in this not in this matter but i'm saying a lot of people believe in religion or believe in politics only because their parents believe in that specific thing they don't actually know why they believe in that and they've never gone and done research or figured anything out and like this was same for you, right? That was this. This is the belief you carried from your whole childhood, from the age of three, from from the time that you're a kid. Which is that the preface from the ages of three to seven are so. It, it, that's where your whole mind is. You get a lot yeah. of your reality, right? And so your dad's doing this to you. Your dad's feeding all these lies. That's all you know. That's all that you become. And so then when you go back and question it, and I think it's so admirable that you are able to do that. Even if, even if you're in your heart at first, it was from an ego place. It still took a lot of courage and a lot of work to be able to. Hey, I'm going to call my mom. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to say. And then the ego set back and then you were able to like, be like wow, wait, what? This is the actual truth. Right. And so like, <coughs> I want to share my story because like, I think a lot of us don't even know our truth. Like a lot totally. of us are just, aren't willing to get uncomfortable for a minute to understand what is actually happening because we get so distracted because we believe lies. Um, we're not actually listening to who we are and what we want to be. Right. We're or we're too afraid to even question the truth to question anything besides what we know. So like, what if what I know is harder for me to handle? What if the, what if the truth is actually harder than me believing this lie? What if me actually finding out who I really am is harder? And it usually is going to be, but you have to choose that hard because right. otherwise you're never going to really feel, you're never going to really experience life. You're choose never going to really know. Right? Yeah, exactly. And this is a hard, <laughs> like you're choosing the heart. Right. And I, I didn't even know I was getting into this hard. I thought I had already experienced experienced the hard and I did experience the hard when I was a kid but my memory was shot my memory was damaged and I'm a firm believer that like I went through this to go through it to heal to understand what actually happened um in order for other women to do the same right you know um and that has been my biggest belief my entire life even when I was little I would tell myself that little inner child I would tell myself once you get out of this you're going to speak about it and it didn't come full circle until recently because um, I didn't understand what get out of it meant. Right. Um, and then when my mom was talking to me and she was telling me and I felt safe and I was like, Oh, Oh, fuck. you're, I, I'm not the only one that went through that. You right. know what I mean? And it's okay for me to speak 
as what happened because she spoke about it too. Right. And so if she could speak about it, then I could speak about it and other women yes. can feel safe yes. and feel okay that you've gone through shit, you've gone through hardship because we've all gone through hard shit. It's just the decision and the path we decide to go and right. the story we decide to tell ourselves every single day. Right. 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 And so like the first step for me was just to get really fucking honest. Like, I need to do this. Like I see my potential self. I see what I want to do. And I'm the only person holding me back. Right. No one was holding me back from telling that story. Right. No one has ever told me I can't be here right now with you telling this story. Right. No one's ever held me back. I'm the only person that's ever held my back, held me from telling this story. Right. And that's everyone's story. Like no one's holding you. And if someone is trying to hold you back, you don't need those people in your life anyways. Yeah. Right. Right. And so it's important to stay cautious of who you put yourself around. Because even so, even with all this going on with my mom and my dad, and after all that happened, and now I lived with my dad, uh, my dad was severely addicted to drugs. He would pick women over me. He wouldn't come home for two weeks. He was verbally abusive. I remember him telling me over and over again my entire life that I wouldn't amount to anything, that I was a half-asser. That was one thing that he told me over and over again, that I was a half-asser. I actually ended up being a half-asser at some point in my life. But I just remember because we believe what we're told for so long, and that's right. why, like, to your point, you're like, it's so important to be surround yourself with people that help uplift you because you become whoever you're around. You believe whatever you're whatever you're being told all the time. You can whatever you're consuming is what you're always going to be about. That's why it's so important when I have clients, when I work with people, when anything I do, even when I just talk, I'm like, what are you consuming? And that's not just food. I'm talking about who are you with, what kind of music are you listening to, what books are you reading, what TV or shows you're watching. Because that consumes you. That's, that shapes your reality. Right. And it's a conscious decision is, are you going to be distracted? Mm -hmm. or are you actually going to grow as a human right. being? Because we're meant to grow. Right. Um, and so that's where I was at. It was like, I kept growing, kept growing. And then I would, you know, lower the temperature. I would grow, 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 grow. And then I would get to this point. And it was like, I knew I needed to tell my story. Yeah. I came to this crossroads so many times in my life. Um, and I would never give myself the opportunity. I would always talk myself out of it. But I was talking myself out of it. I'm not good enough. I'm a half-answer. I'm not worthy of telling my story. And we, those, we let those lies self-sabotage us and we let them take over. And we, instead of keeping moving forward and instead of being like, no, I fear you can't win. I'm going to kick you in the face. We let that rule us and we go backwards. And then we have to find that momentum again. And this time you didn't let that win. This time you're like, no, I'm going to face the facts. I'm going to ask the truth. I'm going to ask these hard questions and I'm just going to go for it. And that doesn't mean that that wasn't the scariest moment and also the most courageous moment of your life. But people think that they're going to have like, that it's not going to be scary because it's like supposed to happen. It's still going to be fucking scary. No, it was, this is most definitely the scariest moment I've had in my entire life. Oh, totally. Like I've never been more nervous, more scared, more like, I feel like I'm going to fucking throw up yeah. in you my entire life. But also nothing has ever felt so right either because I'm listening to my intuition. It just takes the bravery and the courage to actually speak up, yes. which I know I'm capable of, but I was lowering my temperature right. for other people because let me tie this back. So um, so my dad was like totally into drugs. He mentally abused me, verbally abused me. It, it was just not a good situation at all. And anytime I would reach out to family members to let them know, like, I need help. I need out of this situation. This is not good. I just tried to freaking get myself out of that situation as a kid. I was silenced over and over and over. Your dad's doing the best you can. Your dad is the best thing that's ever happened to you. If you only knew this, that, this, and that. Right. Also, feeding me lies and telling me to shut you up. In that spot and telling you silence is the answer. Don't right. speak your truth. Don't question it. Don't keep asking. 
And so again, we're conditioned by the behavior that we're around, right? And so then that teaches you like, okay, so that teaches us, oh yeah, I'm only worthy if I keep my mouth shut, I don't say anything, and I just keep my head down and avoid everything. Where inside you're like, I want to speak my truth, I want to question these things, I want to ask it, but then what we're taught is when we do that, we're not welcome, we're not appreciated, we're not loved, we're not valued. And as, as a human being, we want to feel connected, we want to feel loved, appreciated, valued, and so we do whatever we have to do to survive. And so you were in survival mode your whole fucking life until really three weeks ago. Right. <laughs> right. And so what happened on this call that got you out of this, this mode and got you truth? Well, I had already made the decision of whatever the situation was going, I was sharing my story and I was sharing my truth. So you made it, you made a decision, you committed to it regardless, right? It right. became a non-negotiable for you. Definitely. That's it huge. Was... I think that's important for our audience to understand that regardless, you were like, I'm doing this. Yeah. So it was making this decision and doing the work I needed to do to do to get there. And so I did that. And I started up being way fucking crazier than I thought it was ever going to be. Um, but I still had to keep that promise to myself because my intuition my entire life was telling me, you need to do something. You need to speak up because silence, look what it did to me. Right. Silence gets nobody nowhere. Yeah. Absolutely nowhere. And we live in a society where everyone tells you to be quiet, to stop talking, that you're too loud, you're too this, you're too that. And it's a fucking lie. Right. It's a fucking lie. What right. if we were all listening to our intuition? What if we were all igniting yeah, our inner world. greatness? You know, like what if we all live to our potential? How great would the world be? So amazing. Right. So amazing. And so and we would stop bleeding out on everybody that we're that we don't mean to be because we're actually listening to ourselves and being true to ourselves and actually loving ourselves and letting ourselves speak truth. Right. Because like if you if you start with you and you start with your self-love, you are giving love to other people. Right. But if you hate yourself and you are negative about yourself, you're gonna be that to everyone else around right. you. Right. Regardless so, if you're aware of it or not. Right. And a lot of people aren't aware. Right. Um, and so this whole journey was me just getting really fucking aware of what happened to me as a kid, where I am now, where I want to go. And it's like, I feel so woke. <laughs> no, so awake. Literally, when you're awake, it's uh, people are like, well, what is it? I'm like, well, I got, uh, uh, like right. you try to put words on it. And I'm right. like, you're There's just awake. Like, like you've been dead your whole entire life. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy shit. Like it's as if you've never been able to breathe before. Right. And all of a sudden you can breathe. Or if you've been blind your whole life and then you put, and you're like, oh, that's what color looks like. Like it's, there's no other description than that. And you, and you're just so in alignment of who you're supposed to be because you're alignment. finally awake. Yes. Alignment is everything. That, yes. That describes it perfectly. So I was picturing myself as like, I have been like drowning underneath this water for yeah. so fucking long. And there's this ice cap at the very top. And it was like, I would hit it. And I'd go back and drown. I mean, hit it and then go back and drown. Hit it, go back and drown. This time I was like, I'm not fucking letting myself get to that self. To the, I'm not letting myself do that anymore. I'm breaking through this ice. I'm stopping this self-hate, this fucking destruction, these lies, everything that I've been living for 23 years of my life. It's over. It's done. I'm yeah. not living that life anymore because I have the choice to write a new story. And so if anyone's listening to this. The you, choice. Yes. You have the choice to write whatever story you want. The fucking human brain is capable of it. Yeah. If you could take any way, anything away from this, it's you are capable of doing whatever you want. You just have to feed yourself the right story. Exactly. And I think what's important that is if you, if you never kind of worked on inner work or read books about this or anything like that, when, I, when we're saying a new story, that doesn't mean that you just go, 
go open a book and pick a story and be like, well, this is the story I'm going to tell myself and I'm going to believe now. That, that's not it. It's how you're letting the story impact your life, what it is that you're saying that means of who you are, what you can be, and then what is limiting beliefs behind that story that you used to believe and then how you change that to saying, no, I, I can, I will, I must. Like, this is what I'm capable of. And then sometimes, in this case, in Devin's case, it was actually a totally different story, but she would have never known that had she not questioned herself and questioned the story, which is when you start to ask yourself, like, what story do I want to believe and how does this story serve me or not serve me? And her doing that led into this. And so I'm sure our audience is like, okay, what the hell is the real story then? Like, God, you guys just keep talking about it. Like, what the fuck is it? So <laughs> let's yeah, tell so, them. So going back when I was talking to my mom, it was everything she was saying was so fucking true. Like, I had never had a memory so clear in my entire life. It was, yes, right. I had indeed been molested. I remember times, and this is going to get very, very vivid, but I remember times of my vagina being sore. I remember being swabbed by a doctor. I remember being terrified. I remember sitting under a fucking table because I was so scared of anyone. I remember clinging onto my mom's leg because she was the only person I trusted. And then I was tore that away. And now I'm living with my dad. Now I'm fucking living under this rock with my dad. And now I have to believe him. I have to condition myself to believe him to survive. To survive. And that's what it is. And I think it's important. And I'm not a therapist. I'm not a licensed anything with that. Okay. But from the books I read, the studies I've done, like not myself, but it's like, um, we, our body literally won't let us remember something until we can physically actually take on that memory. Our body is that smart. Our brain is that smart that it will condition us to block out memories until we can physically handle it until our brain is actually at a state of mind where, yep, this is what happened to you. Now you can remember it. We block out trauma because we numb ourselves. Cause once you turn off, turn off an emotion, you lit, I've said this a million times, but you literally have to turn them all off. Like, and so our body doesn't know how to just turn off one thing. It turns them all off to be in survival mode. And that's what happened. And, and as a kid, like, I'm so sorry that had to happen to you and that you had to go into this survival mode your whole life. And then, and then you're literally being stuck living with the person who's abusing you. And then the abuse just changes to a different kind of abuse over and over and over again. And then then you're left to live with this lie and then your dad dies. And it's just like, it's just, it's just, I'm so sorry that you had to have that. But it's like, it's okay because like, cause you found like the gift in this and how amazing is it that you have this, that that's the kind of person that you are, that you can immediately process this and see this and see the gift in it and be like, okay, well I'm meant to serve others. Like I, I need to use this to let people know that it's okay to, to talk about that that shows the kind of person that you are. And that's why I know God created you to serve others. And like, that's why your light is so strong. And that's who you are is because like, what person can do that in three weeks and quickly turn this around and be like, well, let's serve the world. Like, you're okay, yeah, fucking let's go. Okay, cool, yeah, 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 let's make this happen. Like, and I'm just sitting back like, I'm like, wow, what a gift is it that I get to watch this happen at the same time. And it's just like, it's so amazing to me. And like the empathy and like, the forgiveness and the grace you've given yourself with this process and then how that's just changed so much too you know like it's just it's, it's incredible thank that's you thank you yes it definitely wasn't easy no obviously um getting awoken as an adult as a mom out of all this it was a hard pill to swallow to know that i was living such a lie for so long and that i could have gone my entire fucking life and not giving my mom the chance to have a relationship. I could have literally, I could have 
literally just had this lie about my mom, about my life, about my body, about my being go on. If I didn't question who I was, what I wanted, and I knew to get to my potential, to get to where I needed to be, to get to where I want to serve people, I had to be truthful. I had to find out the truth. And so the journey will set you free is a is so real it is and it's when we when we finally allow ourselves to speak our truth when we go seek the truth when you go start asking why it literally sets you free and awakens you it's it's like i've never had more clarity in my entire life and it's like my path is clear i have gone through the hard shit i've gone through what i needed to go through to get to where i want to be and that applies to everyone your story is for a reason absolutely everyone absolutely and your story may not be mine you know our vision may be completely different but you have gone through your hard shit to get you to where you need to be, to serve, to do great, and to actually leverage your pain. Because a lot of people, I think, will fall victim into pain. Oh, they say that. Leverage and your pain. Yeah. I've fallen victim to my pain before um, because I lived in a very victim household right. by my dad. So that's what you're conditioned to not. Yeah. Right. And so if we can leverage our pain and use it for greatness to help the world know that they're not alone that we all go through bad shit, but we're all capable of getting out of it if we want to. We're all capable of stopping the lies that we all believe because our thoughts are not ours. Mm-hmm. They are stemmed from someone else, especially our like really negative or like disbeliefs on ourselves. Those are from someone else. Yep. And I didn't actually understand this until recently. Like I've been hearing this over and over and over and over. And it was like, kind of stabbing me in the stomach felt like someone was putting a knife in my stomach every time I heard that and I was like well I feel good about myself I tell myself great stuff but I still have these really weird disbeliefs about myself and come to find out all the bad shit all the bad lies that I tell myself are not my thoughts they're stemmed from my childhood and I think that can apply to everyone else totally because when we see our future self when we see our best self when we feel on fire, that's you. Yeah. That's your intuition. Yeah. That's nobody else. No one has that power over you but yourself. Everything else can silence. Everything else can fuck off. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Because no, no one can get you to where you want to be but yourself. And so, like, we got to stop relying on other people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And feel validation by others. You're doing so amazing. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. <laughs> Oh, so good. <laughs> cry. Good, cry it out, sister. Get it out. So proud of you. Our wife makes us cry. <laughs> it's a real thing. <sighs> Got this. You're speaking your truth. You're saying everything. And it's just so amazing. So your mom and you were on the phone and you start you start the conversation originally by telling her like, hey, you might be upset by what I'm going to start to talk about, what I'm going to say, because you hadn't really ever broadcasted that this is your childhood or things that have ever gone on with you. And so in your mind, you're calling her to protect her, to be like, hey, this is what I'm about to say, just so you're aware of it. Like, I'm going to talk about my story. Um, but before I just kind of want to ask you some questions so you can kind of 
so you're making sure your stories, you know, okay, is this timeline, is this that, blah, blah, blah. Right, because there was timelines. That right, because you're like, does this make sense? Like, and so you're trying to figure it out, right? And so it, when you're talking to your mom and to your granny, what ends up where you're like, oh, yeah, this is so true. This is my, this is my actual truth. What do they, how do they, how do they bring you to that point? So my mom was telling me, she was like, after the first time it happened, I just had this vivid memory of you running to the car and sitting in the floorboard and I couldn't get you out of the floorboard. You were obviously very fucking traumatized. Something had happened and I couldn't figure out you know, right. what happened because I would have never thought that this would happen to you. That was right. never in my wildest dreams. Um, and when she said that, I was like, I remember sitting in that floorboard and then it was coming back and it was coming back and all these memories started coming back. Right. She's like, standing stuff like I would sit underneath the tables and I would hold onto her legs and I'm like, you're right. I remember that. I remember vividly like what house it was at, like what I was wearing. It was like everything was clicking in my brain that had been completely shut off my entire life. Right. And so it was just so freeing to know, even though I had gone through some really fucking hard times, like being molested by my father, right. you know, it felt so free to know the truth because I think I knew the truth the entire time. It's just my brain wouldn't process it. Mm -hmm. um, and it had been blocked off and shoved and right. suppressed and lied to right. for so long. Right. I couldn't actually let that come out. I, I had no idea how to let it out to be healed. Right. And so hearing my mom just, she didn't even tell me exactly what happened. She was just giving me little small points and I'm like, oh, 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 I'm connecting all the fucking dots and what right. she's saying. Right. I, I've never felt like more true. And it was just insane. Like right. it was like, I was afraid of maybe finding this out. Um, cause it was always in the back of my mind that she may tell me something that is true. Right. You know, cause of course I'm questioning, like, is this true? Is this not true? Right. Um, and when she said it, I, I wasn't hurt. I was free. It was like, Oh, this is my fucking truth. Yeah. I don't have to live in that lie anymore. And so as much as it did hurt and it took me a little bit to process like, oh, this actually happened to me. Because up until this point, you weren't sure if you had really been molested or not by your dad. Right, I was unsure. I had been believed that it had never happened. Uh, but I have memories of like, like I said, like CPS and getting my vagina swabbed and just so many things right. around. Right. It, but the actual act of it happening, I yeah. didn't have a memory of it. And so it was when she was telling me the stories, it took me about a day to process it, but it was like, it's so fucking true that happened. And it hurt, but it was like, that's the truth I was seeking. And I had no idea that that was the truth I was going after and that this was going to be my story because I was so conditioned to believe a lie. still blows my mind to think that that was like my reality for 16 or 13 years was that this whole time well 23 years my my entire life up until now right literally is that okay yeah I went through all this stuff and my dad may have molested me I'm not really sure because I don't remember any of it and then you're taken from your dad and so you never had this relationship with your mom and so it was just all this stuff and then you're like, but that couldn't have really happened because your dad lied to you for all these years. So you're like, I don't really know. And so it was more of a different story. And then 
then you get all this proof and your mom had like all this evidence of that this actually all really happened. Right. And then you're like, oh. And then all of a sudden everything started flooding back to you and you're like, holy shit, like, okay. And so now what has that done for you now? How do you feel now? What, what, how has that changed? What, what happened? So, and I always tie it back to this little voice that I have been telling inside of myself my entire life. Um, that when I get out of this situation, I will share my story so other women don't have to feel alone. And I didn't have the awareness until now that I actually meant until I get out of the manipulation that I can share the story of what actually happened, all of it, the entire truth, um, that I can serve others. But I had to get the awareness that something actually did happen to me. And I think I was fighting that for so long that I didn't want to know the truth. And so instead I was just blocking that out as if it didn't happen and blocking it out, blocking it out and not having the courage to find the truth. Right. But I knew my potential was to share my story. And I don't know like why my intuition and everything had tied back to this, but it was just the journey of finding out my full truth. That way I could serve others. And so like the journey wasn't easy the journey is worth it. it it was worth it for me to go through that as a child to get to potentially where i want to be in my life and serve women that may potentially be in a similar situation maybe they aren't in a similar situation maybe they just see that i made a choice for my life and that i decided not to fucking live that life anymore maybe that's all it takes all i know is that that's what i'm here for i'm served to call or <laughs> I'm called to serve women yeah. um, so they can stop. Like one thing that drives me insane is seeing women not live to their full potential, right. including myself. Right, right. <laughs> but I hold myself accountable and me getting to my potential was getting to the truth. Yeah. Well, I think it's important too for you guys to understand that Devin's done so much of her own inner work up to this point, And she was like, I know that I have to face this in order for me to level up to where I can be. Right. And I think that's important for everybody is that like, you will have to face your demon in order for you to move on. Like you can't, you can't evolve or grow or become your best self because you'll you'll somehow keep self sabotaging it, and that could go on your whole entire life. Right. If you choose to never face whatever demon it is inside your head that you've been telling, or the lies, or whatever it may be, right? Or oh, I'm, I'm just going to be a half assed for my whole life. Just even that, and that in itself is another demon, then, right? And so right. it's just like until you can actually face it, you can't evolve to who you're supposed to become, and that's. That's when you fucking awaken because you finally face it. And then you're like, oh, okay. This is what I'm here for. Yeah. This is my sole purpose. Yes. And to the outside world, I may look successful. I may look this yeah. or that. Or this like everything's just fine and dandy. Nothing's right. going on. Yeah. And that was like one thing that I was like leading me to a crossroads. Like on when you were having that, like that inner turmoil with yourself. Cause you're like, I like, I want people to know what I'm really going through right. and what's really going on. And it's not just all unicorns and rainbows and cupcakes all the time, but like, what is this inner demon? And then I love that. And it's also, that was the other part of you being able to level up or not was like, right. This well, tell us this. Right. And so we'll talk about that too. I think that's really important. So like to the outside world, I may look successful for my age and, um, having kids, married, like yeah. I have, like, may look Here, like I have the American dream. Right. And so my biggest, one of my biggest fear was happening to me. So like on Instagram, people were saying like, you've never gone through anything. You have no reason to talk like that. You have no reason to motivate women. You have no, like, right. just 
stabbing at me and it was like, okay, if they saw what actually happened, they would understand that I can say this, but I wasn't giving them that story. And so like, there wasn't like the back part of like, well, why do you talk like this? Like, cause in your mind, you're, cause you're processing all this stuff. You've gone through all this inner work and you're like, well, yeah. So like up until this point, I'm not talking about just three weeks ago, I'm talking about all the, Mm -hmm. she's done so much in her work with this. Right. And, but without ever explaining the root cause as to why you're doing inner work, people never understood that that part of it. Right. And so they, they saw me as this picture yeah. perfect person right. on Instagram. Right. They're like she has a perfect life. She has a million followers, this, that, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. She just must be perfect. She must have never gone through anything. And that's you're like, oh that's so cute. That's what Instagram thinks everything on social media it's is a highlight reel, right? And that, so my you're really biggest fear, honest. my biggest fear was coming true. These people think that <laughs> I'm freaking perfect, which I am like the world's not most perfect person in the world. But it took me sharing my story for people to actually see who I was because if I can see me and I can see my truth then so can other people right well you (laughs) took a really deep breath (laughs) um and so what does that mean for you like how what was that deep breath just about it was just being aware that I'm stepping into who I'm meant to be and so I've been building 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 and it was like I was saying I would kind of hit this ice and then I would go back underwater and then hit this ice. And it was like, this time we're fucking breaking through the ice. I love that now. And we are going, me, not we, me, we're going to war. We are not giving up this time. This time I'm done with the in and out, up and down, done with that life. Yeah. Because that's not me. That's not right. my true potential. That's right. not my truth. Right. And so this is me stepping in to who I'm meant to be. Yes. And how does that feel? Like that breath of just like, like it's like, okay, I can finally breathe. And it's like as if you you just chipped at the ice block and you're like, oh my God, there's light. Okay, keep going, keep going. Oh, I, I can breathe. I can breathe. I'm not drowning. And then you like grab it and you like pull yourself up and you're like, I'm here. Like, and then it's just that. And it's like, but it really is. It's yeah. just, it's, it's so beautiful. And I love that description because there's nothing more true than that. Is that when you finally decide to do, and it's it's one little step at a time, it's one yep. little breath, like, oh, okay, so, okay, 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 and you start journey, doing it, process. and you pulling at it, and you, and then you're like, okay, I'm here, I can do this, and it's just, and it's, it's speaking that truth to yourself and finding that own awareness for yourself, and yeah. and then now, because you could have gone your whole life, yeah, never had a relationship with your mom, never asking this, never knowing this truth, but and and still believing. Like, oh yeah, my mom tried taking me with my dad. So my mom lied to me about my dad and said I was abused by him, but that never really happened and blah, blah, blah. So this whole time she, Devin had believed the story that this abuse stuff may have happened, but that it was her mom who's crazy making it all up. And her dad had used people her whole life to make that story true. So he used certain people to reprove that story to her. And so that became her only truth because she was isolated by only her dad's people, so she believed whatever her dad wanted her to believe, which I think is important for you guys to understand the depth of that. And then, then to be then for Devin's then for Devin to move from out of state to to set herself free. That was like her, that was like kind of your stepping process of like I that have to really leave. triggered from my mom. Right, right. And maybe talk about that a little bit, maybe so that they, they so can we kind would, of understand that part too. I think is so. After I had my daughter. Me, my husband, my daughter decided to move to Florida to be by my mom because I always knew I wanted a relationship with my mom. Um, it just like we had never really talked about the past, and so like it was just like this elephant in the room. Which people was, do that their whole lives. People that will will always be with certain people, but there's always this un 
unspoken yeah. vibe energy and I'm such an energy person yes. it was like something needs to be talked about but no one's willing to do it and so it was very toxic to me right. and I started like destroying myself and my self-worth and my belief in myself by being in this environment I'm not like saying it's anyone's fault it was all of our fault for not speaking the truth right um and so I had to move away from the environment because I was way too triggered for my mom. Right. I was like way too triggered. And so on this journey of self-awareness and trying to get to my truth and my beliefs and what am I actually going to do on this earth? Like, what am I meant to do? Um, came all of this and like deep rooted. I always knew the potential of me was there. I always knew the greatness was there. It's just, I didn't have the confidence. I didn't have the belief. I didn't have the discipline. I didn't have the desire. Mm -hmm. It was just, I was lacking all these things that I would go up and down, up and down, up and down. And one day I just woke up and I'm like, I'm fucking done with this. Yeah. I can't fucking live like this anymore. Right. Like this is going to drive me mentally crazy right. because I can see my potential, but what am I doing? I'm half-assing it. I'm becoming who my dad said I was going to be. And I just remember being like, fuck this. Yeah. Like I'm not living this life anymore. He's not going to tell me how I'm going to live my life because I know I'm capable of more. So much more. <laughs> so much more. And so then you move. And I think that was a really big piece of this though too, was being able to, to come out, to be on your own and be like, well, who do I really want to be? What do I, and cause that started that question for yourself. I'm like, how do I show up and how do I become my best self? And then it was being able to go back and like make this this pathway with your mom and, the, and then creating that and be like, let's talk about it. Let's finally have this talk that we've never talked about. Let's finally face it together. Let's talk about this elephant in the room. And then it was like, oh wait, the elephant in the room is a totally different, different elephant than I even thought it was. And that becomes something so different. So what was that like for you? It was freedom, like finding out everything that had happened it was just so much freedom. Um, and I just saw this clear path of what I was doing and it all happened for a reason. And it all happened in the way it was meant to happen. Um, because if I would have went and told my story and not asked my mom for the truth or even gave my mom the benefit of the doubt, none of this would ever happen. And like my story probably wouldn't make sense to anybody because it wasn't the truth. I would be out there telling lies. And now that I have the truth, I am so much more willing to speak and stand for women. Um, and I think what was holding me back is maybe I believe that part of me was a lie and that I had been living in a lie. I just wasn't fully conscious of it. I think it was subconsciously there. Um, and it wasn't until I meditated on the subject for so long and that's another thing to talk about is like we can live our life in this autopilot life um, and not really be conscious of the decisions we're making. We're just half-assing everything or we're just kind of doing, just doing life, you know? I think, I think that goes okay. to any level. Everybody's, I think until you choose to ask yourself, what's my truth? What's my awareness? What, how do I become unnumb and like actually feel stuff? Cause like, and you knew it was going to be scary. That was part of it. And why you hadn't questioned this up to this point was like, like, Oh, do I really want to, do I really want to go there? Do I really want right. to face that? And right. so you had done the inner work to get to that courage to be like, Oh, whatever, whatever's going to happen out of this. I'm already okay with it. And like, I'm not going to judge anybody. I'm not going to blame fingers. I'm not going to do any of that. 
point fingers, not blame fingers, but like, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're just like, I'm just going to take ownership of this. It's my life and I'm choosing just to be my best. And I think that's why it was so important for you too. And like, you were in such a good place to hear your mom and actually hear her out. And I think that's important for our audience. If you're going through something where you're like, okay, I got to go face this demon. You have to be okay with whatever the answer is going to be and know that you can't control that situation. You can't control that person. You can't control their reality, your reality. Like you can only control you and your emotions and like what you want to form from that and what that story is. And you have to be okay with that. You have to be in a place where you're going to fully hear them out and try to see it from their side. And then you're going to try to find the gift in all of it. And how impressive is it that you found the gift in being abused your whole life and being like, wow, cool. I'm meant to serve others through this story. Like that is true. Like to me, I think of this as like, kind of like a 12 step program, like in the way of like, of, of, of growing and healing and dealing is that the first step is being, being aware as asking yourself why as knowing what you want to do with it. And then and then it's asking that information, being able to, to process that, be like, okay, I'm going to deal from this. I'm going to actually feel all of this. I'm going to heal from it. And the final step is finding the gratitude in it and then and realizing what is the gift in this and how am I supposed to use this to serve? And like, what's my purpose to that? And I feel like if, you, if people can't find that, you won't ever actually fully be healed from it. And I'm not saying that your gift has to be, oh, I, I'm, my message is to go tell millions of people this, or I need to go do all this, right? That is just however, however you decide to use that, but it's being able to figure that out. And I'm so proud of you for doing that. And then for speaking this, your truth to everybody is so scary. Just to speak your truth to one person is fucking scary. So to say it to however big our audience is going to be, it's going to be gonna be across the world. But I mean, like how scary is that? Like, and how proud of yourself are you right now? And does it, and does this help you feel freer by say, by actually speaking? Right. So the hard part for me is over. And I thought the hard part was going to be me sitting here telling you the story. And it, it is hard. Don't right. get me wrong. But the hard part was listening to my mom and knowing that she went through the same thing I went through. Yeah. Um, and that she as a mother had to go through that trauma too. Right. You know what I mean? And so that was really hard for me. That was, you know, the awakening side of things. It was like, this hurts yeah. to know that this happened. And it made this path way more clear and way more easier for me because I knew I was on the right path. I knew that I had already gone through the hard shit. Right. And then here's another ton of bricks that I didn't even know I was aware of that this was actually, that this actually happened to me. Right. Um, and then I've always used my pain as like leverage. Like I have gone through this, it can't get any worse. So right. like, what's the worst that's going to happen. Right. And so right before this, it was, I found out that this was actually true. So it was just leading me up into this, this conversation, this openness, this vulnerability right now, it's easy because before this, the hard shit happened. And so yeah. if we can leverage our pain, um, and do the hard shit, you know, yeah. um, I think we could be in a better light. Like we could actually connect the purpose mm -hmm. of why we go through hard shit instead of living in a victim mindset. Totally. Woo, woo. That feels so great. <laughs> and then instead of being the victim, now you're the victor. And I think and exactly what you're doing right now is you are the victor. You're, you're choosing victor. You're choosing to be like freaking Braveheart. Um, what's his name? Bill Gibson. And he's like going across and he's just like, yeah, like we will fight. And like, you're just like, you're doing that for your own self, for your own life. And like, he has like all this war paint on and he's like in battlefield, and like everybody's behind him. And it's like, you're doing that for you. And the people that are behind you is just like, 
everything that you had to let go of, it's like, that doesn't matter anymore. Like, I'm just going to keep going forward. I'm going to step forward. Like, I'm not a half-asser. I'm not this. I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let me being abused rule my life or, or what my dad thought of me or anything else. It's like, no, I'm going to do this. And how many other people have been abused as a child and it doesn't have to be sexually or it doesn't have to be physically, but maybe mentally or verbally. And I'm not saying like, oh, go, go be mad at your parents because that's all bullshit. You have to choose your own life. No matter what happened to you, that sucks. I'm really sorry. And like, that should never happen for you. You have to find peace. You're going to live in a toxic environment your entire life. You have to, exactly. You have to figure out a way to make it positive. Yes. Or you're going to live in misery your entire life. Well, and then you'll always be in survival mode and you can only survive and survival mode for so long. Right. And you, in order for you to actually thrive and live a good life and not become this old ass honoring person like you're gonna have to be able to no, find the gift and that's that and if you don't have a higher power it's also finding a higher power and like having faith in that and like that that's going to always be able to get you through these hard times and it's it's the gift of surrender it's yes. a gift of saying there's okay. a bigger purpose yes like me yes like my story yes. happened for a reason yes. and i'm here to serve yes but it's not even me yep. it's my higher purpose yep. like literally vibrating through me that i am on the right path Right. And, and some people may that. think I'm crazy, but literally that's what it is. It's a flow of energy of yep. understanding and believing that I'm on the right path. Exactly. And we all are on the right path. And it's a feeling. It's, it's just, and, yes. it, and it's just, you are in tune with it. Like yes. I, it's just an intuition with that. And um, it's the energy and energy is scientifically proven. So I can go, we can talk about that all we day can long. Go get all up in that. Yes. But that's not what today's message is about. But <laughs> we're just saying, it's just like, what a, what a ride that you've gone on and then like taking us through that ride has just been amazing. And so now how are you choosing to level up? Because the whole point of all this was that you could level up and do you feel like you're free enough now to step into who you want to be? Right. So this is where it's funny to me. I just have a belief in the universe that I'm on the right path and I choose to not try and control that. I just know that I need to listen, listen day by day where I'm going to go. And so I don't have the anxiety of where I'm going to be tomorrow. I'm just listening to my higher power. Where am I going to be tomorrow? How can I serve women? And that's the gift of surrender, right? It's like, I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have to be in control. I don't have to know all this. And me and you are very similar. We like to just get shit done. And like, we're very like control freakish in that way. And it helps us be successful and it helps push us to be a motivator. But there also has to be this this 50, like the pendulum, there yeah. has to be that the go factor and there has to be the surrender factor. Yes. And once we surrender, like, I don't know how it's all going to happen. All I know I is I'm going to take it day going. by day and I'm going to do my best. And I'm going to do my best. And I'm going to, and I'm going to have the, my purpose is to serve. So how do I do, do that today? And when you, when you wake up with that and that intensity and that mindset, like everything else just kind of falls into place. It falls in its lap and you're just like, Oh, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do today. Cool. And I'm right. not saying that you just wake up and be like, oh, where am I? Like, you don't have a plan. I'm not saying that. But it's right. like, you don't have to be so hyper-focused on the end result because you know that you're going to do that no matter what. You know? Right, and I think more than likely I'll overpass that yeah. as time goes. Oh, absolutely. Um, and that's just like humans. Like yeah. humans before us have done it. Yeah. So why can't we? And like, look at the human race. And they even have the technology or the right. mindset or the capabilities that we have today. And like what they were able to accomplish then Right. how lucky us. are we like literally, literally. it's insane it's, <laughs> people i'm like i'm like you don't know you even get people like and i i get it there's there's so much bad stuff in social media too but if you use it for bad for for that but if you you also got to think how beautiful of a gift is it that just right now we're talking on a microphone and just a computer and this message could get delivered to hundreds and hundreds of people thousands of people 
And back in the day, you would have had to ride your horse and chariot or whatever. You would have never wagon. seen the story. Literally, it would just never have happened. And you couldn't even cross the same path. So it's just awesome. Agree. What we can do today. Um, for people starting out on their own awareness, what would be some advice you'd give them or maybe like a book or um, some sort of like first kind of steps that they could take on this um, that you could help them out with them? So I would recommend meditation, mm, yes, um, yes, yes, like getting yes. in tune with who you are, being quiet with yourself, because if you don't know who you are, you need those answers yes. to fully step into who you want to be. And so I find that personally through meditation. So that's my advice Amen, is, is through meditation and then finding a sense of confidence and confidence is a lot easier than you think. And people think that you need to look a certain way. You need to dress a certain way. You need to drive a certain car. You need this, that, that is so worldly. They think that that's what you need to be confident. And that's so not true. Right. And so to get confident, you have to keep promises to yourself. So I say, Write something down for seven days straight yeah. and keep that one promise to yourself. And then see how you feel after those seven days. Do you feel confident because you accomplished something? Because I think a lot of people hold themselves back from doing something and starting something because they lack the confidence. But you actually gain the confidence from doing the hard shit. Right. And so I would recommend meditation. I would recommend trying to figure out how to love yourself and get confident. Well, I think you, I think you know that it's, it's, it's just learning how to keep an actual promise to yourself. Yeah. Most people won't, they can't keep a promise to themselves. Right. And that's, that's why you don't love yourself. yourself. Yeah. yeah. Cause you're like, well, I'm not worth it. Cause I can't, I can't even keep a word to myself. Right. So of course I'm not going to be worth it. Right. Like, well, yeah. Until you learn how to keep a promise to yourself, that's always going to be your thought pattern. Right. A lot of people don't realize that that's how you gain confidence. Though. Exactly. So like, let's break it down as easy as possible to keep a freaking promise to yourself yeah. and see how you feel after that. Be aware of how you feel after that yeah. and do it again yeah. and again yes. and again. And then over time, yeah, over time, <laughs> you will be confident in who you are. Yeah. Um, and then the next thing would be uh, figure out discipline, like, because motivation is always going to fucking fail you. Yeah. You're always going to have bad times, bad days. Sometimes you don't feel good. But if you're disciplined, you're going to do the hard shit anyways, because you are hardwired that yeah. way. And so it, like, it creates who you want to be. Right. And so those would be my takeaways. Are, and then lastly, of course, is like figuring out your truth and be truthful with yourself because mm. if you can be honest with yourself, it is obviously the, the hardest freaking thing you can do is being honest with yourself, but it's also the most freeing. The most freeing. And so that's how I would wrap it up. I would wrap it up with meditation. Love it. Self-love. Love it. Through confidence. Love it. Keeping promises to yourself. Discipline. And quit fucking lying to yourself. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Okay, how can we um, reach out to you? How can people find you? What's the best way to get a hold of you? Not like your actual phone number. Okay, here we like, go. No. <laughs> it is it. I don't know. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Bassett Way. Oh, boom. Boom, boom, boom. I love it. Uh, how do you feel right now? I feel on top of the world. Hey, hey freedom! <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you guys so much. And Devin, thank you, you for being here. Hey, they don't need it. Well, you, you needed to listen to this part. Uh, the good part's done, so it's fine. All right. Okay. Love you all. Thanks for tuning in. You guys are the best. Have the best day of your life.
Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into Just Talking today. I hope you got some value out of it. I hope you learned something. I hope you laughed. I hope you cried maybe a little bit if it's one of those kind of episodes. I just want to thank you so much for all your love and support and you just tuning in. It really means the world to me. If you would do me an extra solid and whatever platform you're using right now to listen to it, if you just go ahead and subscribe so that way you can always know when a new episode drops for you so you can be in the know. And also if you would just go ahead and leave me a little review, mark that star, whether it be the first star or the fifth star, whatever you your fill on that day and leave me a little review. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much again for all your love and support. Sending you all the love and light your way. Thanks again for tuning in to Just Talking. Have the best day.